Today is the 15th of June. We're going to be discussing coffee and bananas. Also, we're coming up on Father's Day weekend in the United States. On the 18th, it's Father's Day. So everybody has to think about what are they going to give their father? I mean, their father gave them life, but, you know, sometimes our fathers were not were not always there. They were sometimes gone. They were sometimes doing other things. But, you know, fathers fathers are pretty cool. They know how to barbecue. They wear hats. Uh, some of them have boots. Some of them um, have swords. So uh, how do you feel about coffee, bananas, and being a father? Well, uh, hi, first of all. And uh, yeah, when you asked me how I feel about how I feel about being a father, I thought that was totally unexpected that when you got me, because I was thinking about my father, not me being a father. And what do you uh, think my father about your passed father? away too. And uh, now I, I mean, for the lucky ones, um, with Father Day is coming up, we could have asked, what gifts do you give to your father? But obviously, we can't do that nowadays. I mean, you know what I mean? And, uh, but still, life must go on. And show must go on. And sometimes I look back That's... and I think that I've made... I could have changed lots of things. But then, you know, my father told me about his father, the same thing. And now I only start to understand that meaning. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that, that I'm actually... Um, you know, you never think you're going to be older than your father. But uh, my father passed away some years ago, but, you know, we traveled the world and much of who I am is thanks to who, who he was and also my mom. But uh, I have some pretty, pretty great father figures in my life. There's Father Don, who's an amazing counselor and sort of priest therapist at Holy Trinity. And I have my friend David Anton and his cousins, Chris and Eric. They're really great dads to, to their kids. And uh, my friend Alex has, has uh, two little girls and a, and a little boy. And uh, he bought his little boy a guitar for, for Christmas last year. And there's some, there's some father figures out there, out there. Do you have some father type figures in your life? Uh, no, no. Maybe there is too much uh, a a anima. Which that? What's that called? Feminine, oh, you have women. Uh, you have women bosses and exactly, women. Exactly, because I had I since I very childhood, very early childhood, my grandmother and grand grandmother and my mother will be always around me. And uh, the father figure I had was like my granddad and uh, my dad, but they uh, haven't been around much so i don't know maybe that's why i'm i've, I've become a freak i am Could that well, that's be why you've become to therapy no i know what you mean uh i i guess maybe they say jung says the animus a-n-i-m-u-s is the inner male part of a woman not not like an organ but like you know the spirit and i, I suppose because i was the oldest child i i'm I'm an Aries. I'm kind of an alpha type. I'm very independent. That I, I'm, I'm kind of like a man. I'm very, very strong and very, very sarcastic and kind of a, just a bit of a bitch. But you know, uh, I, I like but being I think, me. But I think the idea does have merit. I mean, who came up with this first? C.J. Jung, I guess. And I read it. And I thought that's it. I mean, I had some kind of um, intuition type thoughts about that but then i read the article he wrote 100 years ago and i thought that's it that's exactly it because some some people even they're women they're more masculine side and vice versa right yes um um just a second i have to send i confused text. you probably no you didn't but, confuse uh, me i have to send a text to somebody who's texting me okay i finished it okay uh, no what, what, the thing about young I've read Jung also, and when I first read about strong women, or like there's this other book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, like I went to this workshop, Women Who Run With the Wolves, and I kept thinking like, you know, I, I want to be a girl, like I don't want to run with wolves. But as I as we did kind of a, it was um, a book group at a Jungian center in Houston, so you could go 
to the Jung Center and you could join a book group, you could go to a workshop on dream therapy, you could go to a therapist. But I remember I was in this book club about women who run with the wolves and the little blurb advertisement was like, you know, do you feel misunderstood? You know, do you feel like you're kind of a loner? Do you feel like you're being punished for being strong? You might like this book, Women Who Run With The Wolves. So I went to the workshop and, and then I started feeling a little bit sad because I didn't, I didn't want to be a wolf. I wanted to be a girl. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, so anyhow, this brings us to the topic of coffee and bananas. Now, <laughs> it doesn't bring us to the topic of coffee and bananas. You haven't finished your thought. Well, I can't. This is very private, personal, online therapy that I'm revealing <laughs> to the world. No, I mean, I what know. I mean Women is... Women who I run with the walls, I, that sounds incongruency. Incongruous. Incongruous. Damn, that's so many words ending. I can't... Incongruous. 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 Okay, okay. Yeah. Repeat after no, me. It, yeah, the, the image what the woman who ran with the walls it's just stands in front of me. I, I imagine... Well, yeah, I mean, like there's uh, coyotes in Dallas, and I've been out to New Mexico, and I've I've been to like Portland, Oregon. I've I've been to Germany, Schwarzwald, and all that. And like I think wolves and foxes are very interesting creatures. They're they're wild and they're free, and I love that part about them. Like, let's suppose I'm a wolf woman. I like kind of being wild and free. Like, I mean, I like to cook and I like to you know vacuum and you know, dust, but I, I much more enjoy traveling and meeting people and sort of being crazy. So I call that being an independent kind of a wolf woman. Yep. That brings us to the subject of coffee paired <laughs> with fruits. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, I, we have talked, we have done some other episodes about coffee before and, um, I remember growing up that I learned about coffee. My father would drink coffee early, early in the morning, and I would come downstairs and sit in a chair. And I was a young girl, and, and I just would see my dad drinking coffee. And I kept thinking, like, this is what it is to be a man. Because they say that women learn about what it is to be a man from their father. That's their first figure, their first male figure. And that women, that men learn about what it's like to be with women from their mother or their mother figures. So I, di I didn't know this at the time, but I thought, oh, you know, a man is someone who drinks coffee. A man is someone who reads a newspaper. A man is someone who is kind of mysterious and quiet. A man is someone who sometimes smokes cigarettes. A man is someone who listens to music. He travels, he dances. So as I'm looking back on it from the year, you know, from the perspective of being an adult woman, I can see that that, that is, uh, was my first image of what it is to be, to be a man. And those are the kinds of men that I've been involved with, like mysterious, distant, confused men <laughs> who read the newspaper and they're very smart and they drink coffee. <laughs> What, you, what yeah. you're saying is a kind of a high-value man idea. Do you remember Bronsky from Anna Karenian? And you said that kind of, when we finished the book, he, uh, I think he's given up the service and went to the Far East and died there. Maybe he didn't die, but he, um, yeah, he started, went away, far, far away. I don't remember where. And he said, well, that's a waste of a man. And I thought that's what women like in men, there is like one of a thousand, they pick a hundred and chase the yeah. master because, uh, and when one of that hundred died, they all think, oh, well, that's a waste of a man because, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's like coffee and banana in a way. It is, it is, it is. Now I'm not going to talk about the, what Freud would say about the banana. Well, he said that sometimes banana is just a banana. 
No, he didn't say that. He said that bananas and guns and swords in dreams are phallic symbols, but not necessarily representing a man's anatomy. What they represent is power. So I like Banana swords. Represents power. I've never thought I'm of that talking before. about phallic symbols: bananas, guns, swords, weapons, mm. weapons, nuns with guns, weapons. Okay. I mean, have, have you ever thought of a banana as a weapon? <laughs> no. Because bananas, I like them because they don't have any bones in it and you can eat them. Seeds, you can eat it and stay safe, safe side. Uh, unlike it, all the other fruits. But um, I like to cut bananas up. I like to chop them with a knife and put them on ice cream. No, I like I like bananas. I like to cut them up, and I like to put them in blenders and like shred them up and destroy them. No, I'm 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 joking a little bit, but uh, not really. I do like to cut a banana onto ice cream, and I like to pour chocolate on it. I, when I was growing up, we would we would sometimes go as a family out on Sundays, and we would go for ice cream Sundays, and and maybe my brothers would get a malted milk, and my sister might get an ice cream cone, but I always got a banana split. So you split the banana, then you put three ice creams in the middle, and then you put like whipped cream, and you put like chocolate, you put cherries, like, I want it all. I feel like Let I'm being really you. very, very, very vulnerable. No, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking okay. so many. Okay, go on. Say it again. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You said so many. Yeah, there are so many bananas these days. They're even more than cucumbers even here in Russia. <laughs> and I think, where do they all come from? I mean, there's got to be a place where they're giving them away for free because the cost is, I mean, comparatively low. But you well, have Dominican, to bring them in. Dominican, Dominican Republic, Florida, Miami, like these are the banana, these are like the banana people, like the bananas and the islands, and that's where they have rum, and then there's the triangle trade and slaves and rum, and like you're eating a banana that's part of like, you know, practically a trafficking empire. Hmm. I thought I they mean, come from Africa. I, mean, I didn't know they have them in Florida and California. Well, in Africa, they have, they have swamps and snakes. Bananas, we have everything in Texas. Really? You have palms? Yes, we have palms. We have we have palms up and down the Galveston seawall. Galveston is a port city outside of Houston and we have strawberries in the hill country. We have we have potatoes, we have oil, we have cotton, we have longhorns, we have we have sex, drugs, rock and roll, musicians, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, Buddy Holly, like Texas is almost like a country unto itself. And, and we, have, uh, we have coffee roasters. There's a lot of kind of hipster places. Coyote Coffee is a roaster here in Dallas. And LDU is a coffee roaster. And uh, Cultivar is a coffee roaster. So there's a lot of people that like to go to certain coffee shops because they roast their own coffee. Mm. No, coffee... I understand, but bananas, I thought that they only come from South Africa or somewhere in the middle region of that continent. But I'm quite surprised no, no, like, you, you grow them in the U.S. Well, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, these are island countries, man, you know, like Jamaica, Jamaica me crazy. Remember, we had a few episodes yeah, Cuba. ago. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the Cuba. Dominican Republic is Latin America, right? Well, it's islands. Yeah, it's like okay. islands, islands, mm -hmm. man. And, uh, you know, they have also have banana liqueur. I, I, I've, I've tasted banana. I prefer a real banana. I'm, I'm, but I, I was having ice cream with a friend of mine who was married to Mr. Concrete. She was a nurse and she has three sons and she's married to Mr. Concrete who had the contract on all the concrete, on all the freeways and highways in Texas. There is a lot of freeways, but I was at her house. Mm. I don't know, we, one, before the pandemic, we were having ice cream because we just sometimes meet for cookies or tea or ice cream. So we came over and like, you know, we 
we talked about, we, we had a little bit of good Catholic gossip about what's going on in our parish. And then she goes, well, I have ice cream. What would you like on your ice cream? I go, well, what would you like to, what would you suggest? She goes, well, I have rum and I have banana liqueur. I go, that sounds good. So she fixed both of us a little bowl of vanilla ice cream and put a little bit of banana liqueur and um, a, a tiny bit of rum. And then she had a couple cookies that she put on the side. And I felt that I was in heaven. I believe that if I'm a good girl, I will be going to heaven and be eating uh, ice cream and cookies in heaven. Do, do you ever think about heaven? Well, I do think, of course, but uh, I have a complex relationship with God. Also, I am, not that I'm an atheist, just before that. Um, and Agnostic? Uh, nah, maybe. And when I think, um, uh, when I think of um, paradise, heaven, I think, what would that be like? And uh, I remember Alan Watts, I guess he had one video I watched on YouTube and he said, what's your idea of paradise? And do you bring all the relatives, all the best friends, all the best places you ever had in your life? And he says, well, okay, you have that all. Two, three, I don't know, five days you're in it, 10 days. How long would that last for you? And you wouldn't want to get rid of it all. And it hit me that, I want this all, all the best thing I had in my life, but if I'm in them perpetually, that becomes hell. See where confusion lies? Well, you know, Sartre, S-A-R-T-R-E, the French philosopher, Jean-Paul Sartre, he, he said, uh, he wrote a, a play called We Clo, which is no exit. And it's about a love triangle. There's a man who loves a woman, but the woman loves another woman, but that woman loves the man. So it's an impossible love triangle that there's no exit from that love triangle. And Sartre says that hell is other people. So Sartre, as, a, as an existentialist, uh, had his ideas about what heaven and hell were. But I, I, I don't know, I kind of think that Okay, we tend to, um, some people think that time is linear, like they're, we're born, and then we're a kid, then we're a teenager, then we're a young adult, then we're older, then we die, and then we go to the gate, and then St. Peter says, good, bad, okay, you go in this door, you're going to paradise, you go in this door, you're going to hell, you're going in this door, you're going to purgatory to burn off some of your sins. And what you were saying is that if you're perpetually happy, it might be just kind of nauseating, like always being with your happy friends. Like, I mean, like always being with the same people would, would give me a headache. I, I hear you. Well, yeah, that's not my good. idea. That's what Alan Watts said, because uh, before I listened to that lecture, I thought, yeah, that's my idea of paradise. Everything I loved, everything I ever had, I mean, good things and I lost, I would love to have back. But then I watched that tech video and I thought, he's right. I mean, my idea of paradise is kind of skewed. And uh, I don't have much people to talk about it. I don't have many people to talk about that. But then again, I would have li liked to ask, uh, what is your idea of God? When you say God, I guess we discussed that before. Because you say God, well, you think one thing, I say God. I well, think another you know, thing. Someone from India we, thinks third thing. Okay, we well, you know, I'm a little same word. I'm going to let the Indians worry about theirs and let the Mayans work on theirs and let the people in Houston work on theirs. But my idea is that there is, there are many roads up the mountain. So let's use the metaphor of the mountain. The mountain is life and we journey up the mountain. And quite often in many different cultures, they have something special at the top of the mountain, like a epiphany experience or finding God or Jesus or the Buddha or something at the top of the mountain. Now, for some people rolling the rock up the mountain, they're just going to roll it back down and then roll it back up again because they're Sisyphus. But the mountains have always been an archetypal image. So when I think about God, I think about there are many paths up the mountain. And sometimes you're traveling along with somebody. 
could be your wife, could be your husband, could be your child, could be a friend. And there are moments of happiness and there's moments of sadness. So sometimes your husband makes you mad and sometimes your kid makes you mad or sometimes your kid brings you joy or sometimes you're just by yourself having a drink thinking like, my life is great. So I think that these moments of traveling up the mountain are kind of like a necklace that you're going to wear up in heaven. It's going to be these like magic moments. And, you know, this, none of this is drug induced. This, I am, I am not taking any drugs. I, <laughs> I have had two coffees with one with bourbon in it. I had, I had a, oh my gosh, what is this? This thing was amazing. A chalk, dark chocolate sea salt truffle that was good but you know we th we think of time as linear you know going from left to right but other peoples have conceptualized it as circular so my idea of heaven is going to be not a place where god puts you based on your deeds of good and bad but that, that we choose heaven or paradise or bliss follow your bliss with all of our choices and we're punished by our sins and we're punished by our, our choices. So, you know, when like bad stuff is happening to you, like your car broke down or your kid did something to make you mad or your boss gave you extra work, you have to stay late and you get frustrated. I would say that that's actually purgatory time. You're, you're serving time on earth. This is something actually I believe because I talked to a, a friend of mine in Houston who was a spiritual director and I said like, gosh, so many really bad things happened to me. Like, you know, why, why does so much bad stuff happen to me? Like buildings have burned down. I've been in car accidents and I've, I've lost some very special people and a couple cats and like, like why does so much stuff? And this, this person who was a very wise person at a, a church in Houston, she was my spiritual director for a long time. This was her idea. She said that some people are lucky enough to suffer in this world and that their entrance into paradise will be faster. And I go, yeah, I didn't really want to hear that. <laughs> but it's an interesting idea. You know, what if, what, if that's, what if that's true? What if suffering has a redemptive meaning? Like you're stuck in traffic trying to go home. You hate it, right? It makes you anxious. Well, that's deep. I think you go deep on that. Well, I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm saying that I don't exactly know. You know, we get glimpses of what paradise could be, or we get glimpses of what heaven could be. Like, you know, you're having a drink with a really pretty person, or you're, listening to a song and you're thinking like, this is like so amazing. And it, and it doesn't last. Like the song is over or the person goes like, well, it was really nice having a drink with you. I got to go now. I'm married. And you go like, oh, that sucks. So, you know, these moments of happiness are there. Like, you know, when our kids are little, they're doing great stuff, riding bicycles and coloring and drawing. You're thinking like, it's the best kids in the world. And then they grow up and they leave you. Like this is Father's Day coming up. There's a lot of people who dread going to visit their father. They they just dread having to figure out where they can give him. Like how can you choose a gift for somebody that you have a complex relationship with? Tell me more about the love triangle. Um, have you ever yes. stuck? Have been yeah. Have you ever okay. been stuck in, in it? Um. Well, you mean like a three-way? Well, I'm, I'm saying no, that of people... course, triangle. Okay, well, I'm going to just say that, you know, in Sartre's book, or his play, No Exit, there is the man who loves this woman, but she is a lesbian and is in love with another woman. But that woman is bisexual and actually really loves the man. So it's, it is impossible to find a way out of this problem. And I haven't read 
it's called H-U-I-S-C-L-O-S, We Clove, or I haven't read No Exit in a long time, but I remember when I read it, it was like, wow. You know, like sometimes love is not reciprocated. Like you find someone, you find them attractive and you have a few drinks or you go out a little bit and they're going, yeah, well, that was fun. You go like, well, what went wrong? It's like, well, you know, it's not working for me. And then you just think like, what did I do wrong? And I sometimes wonder like, well, what did I do wrong? But uh, I have a therapist here in uh, in Dallas over at Holy Trinity, and she goes, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, it's just that that's just how they're put together. Like, it's not me. It's <laughs> it's you. But I mean, I've I have been at. A bar. I mean, my friend David Anton and I, we get approached quite often. Like we were, we were at a bar on Lower Greenville. It was, it was a really nice day. We were having, having some drinks, sitting outside, drinking some beer. And this guy came up to us, a nice-looking younger guy who 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 had really nice clothes on. And you know, he sent some drinks over to our table, and we were sitting with some other people. So we go, okay, yeah, thanks, guy. You know, whatever, thanks. And then David got up to go to the bathroom and I was just sitting there and the guy came over to me. He said, what's, what's up with that guy? I go, what do you mean? He said, well, what's your relationship with him? I say, he's my friend. He goes, I'd like to meet him. I go, well, you gotta just say hi. So David comes out of the bathroom. He's just sitting there and the guy comes up to him and literally offered him $10,000 to come be his boy toy at the super looks high rise. And the guy guy was also doing cocaine. You know, he had, had a lot of money and he had like dust on his nose, but David goes like, okay, let's just pay our bill and leave. You know, we just left. And then another time we were at a bar and I was at a open patio called the truck yard. It's, it has like, you can bring your dogs and you can bring your girlfriend and your friends and they have like a, a little tree house you can sit up in. It's just like a fun place. It's like it's just a fun place to go drink and they sometimes have live music. And I I was there once and uh, somebody said, well, you seem like a lot of fun. I go, yeah, okay. And I think I mentioned this before. The guy, the guy was a nice looking guy. It was a black guy who had a Superman t-shirt on. There was a girl with red hair, nice looking girl. And then there was this other white guy with kind of a beard. Yeah, nice looking people. And I had this really great coat on and the white guy wanted to like wear the coat. So I let him wear the coat and we had some drinks. They were all getting ready to leave. And I had my car, they didn't have a car and they were waiting for an Uber. And then I go, well, what are y'all doing? Cause we were leaving. They go, we're trying to get an Uber. I go, where are y'all going? They go, we're going to the Sheridan downtown. I go, I can give you a ride. They go, oh, okay, that'd be cool. And then they wanted to stop at a liquor store. And then these were people that work in the airline industry who meet up a couple times a year and uh, have sex in a hotel. And they wanted to know if I wanted to come in because there's a really nice swimming pool and they have cocaine. I go, yeah, no, I gotta go home. I gotta go. I just dropped them off and off they went. You know, D Dallas is a fast city. It is a fast city. Yeah, maybe I should have asked you about uh, how coffee can be paired with <laughs> bananas. Because uh, um, <laughs> no, no, no. What you said about what about three words? Coffee and banana. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I well, know. there's Just, there's uh, this hilarious. There's no, this I, ate, hilarious... I, I had these bananas this afternoon, but I drank them with, with mineral water, not with coffee. Now my stomach hurts. I'm not sure if that's uh, the result of what I've. Yeah, that's terrible. Just that's told like, you, or maybe I should have had coffee instead of mineral water, but uh, yeah, I don't drink mineral... coffee afternoon. And okay, then again, well, mineral... the dilemma is like a love triangle. I love them both, three of them, but I can't <laughs> find um, any decide. <laughs> yeah, which is... by the way, you, you, your situation you described about love triangle, I didn't know that um, stuff like that exists because I, I thought that there is only life tri only one type of uh, life. Oh, love triangles when um, kind of like, you know, two people competing for the love of the third person at the same time. But you say that uh, Sartre, or what's his name, uh, there was a situation when uh, three people were just involved with each other at the same time. 
Well, yeah, they were they were in love with a person who could not reciprocate the love. Yeah. Like the lesbian wanted to get with the other woman, but she was really interested in the man, and then the man was interested in the other girl. So like yeah, that's a real was, triangle. Because because yeah, in my mind, some, uh, yeah, there's some attraction, but it, it's just like all the energy is flowing the wrong way, and there's like no way out. But you yeah. know, different people competing for the attention. <laughs> Seriously, well, you know, I mean that's uh, that's what life is about, right? Because they live it to the fullest. I mean, the situation, the people who find themselves lesbian? in that situation. Not only lesbian. Just, I mean, three people you just described from the triangle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, life is full of of temptations and choices. Like you had you you had a banana, and then you're thinking, well, I think I'm going to be healthy and choose mineral water. That's a, that's like the worst choice. Yeah, and in the then world. then like, it hurts. Really? Because Why? what the mineral mineral water. If it's like from like a nice source, like artesian springs, it's going to like bubble up. You, you have like mineral yeah. water when you, it's like, like you don't want to. Yeah, it, it's just like bubbling up and making you uncomfortable. If, I wish I you would have told that, me that earlier. Well, I was busy <laughs> drinking coffee with Bert. No, I, I sent you a couple of messages and you just disappeared. I thought that I may be saying I said something wrong. No, but, no, but no. Then no, I no, ate that bananas and drink lots of you know, and now I'm like half dead. I know. I have to be careful to check my my phone. No, a friend came over and his birthday is coming up, and I wasn't going to buy him a cookie because I was mad. But then I thought, well, he's a nice person, so let me. Yeah, what's the worst that happened? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I got some money, and so I went and I bought bacon, and I bought some chocolate, and I bought some oh, nice amazing more. ice yeah. cream with chocolate chips and mint in it and i bought a whole bunch of chicken and so i bought all this so i, I came home and then this person came over and we had had breakfast and then he went to work and then i checked my phone and then oh my daughter and then there was me. another chapter i wrote in <laughs> yeah, you wrote another chapter. I, i'm glad that you like that because um sometimes i don't understand whether it went good or bad uh but 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 if you liked it, I think that's right on the good side. Yeah, it's it is good, and you know, um, you know, it's summertime, and I think a lot of people are. I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking about ice cream. Like people, there, there's chocolate ice cream. There's also rum raisin ice cream. Uh, there's coffee ice cream. Like it's everything. Uh, like coffee is very popular. Coffee ice cream, um, ra raisins that have been soaked in rum and then embedded in coffee that's also good uh -huh. and then they have uh sometimes they have like a banana cream ice cream so you know bananas and coffee and summertime that all goes together but i would say that mineral water and seltzers and stuff like that is kind of more in the gin and tonic area and you would never have a gin and tonic and eat a banana on the side why? Well, that'd be horrible. Like, make you throw up. Gin and tonic and banana? They don't go together? Well, I mean, I don't drink gin. My brother, One of my brothers drinks gin and tonic. But, but gin and tonic and mineral water and Topo Chico, they're like fuzzy and fizzy and they bubble up in your stomach. Like, if you don't want stuff bubbling up in your stomach, don't I put don't. it in there. I really don't want it. Because I'm having it right now. I won't do it again. <laughs> anyway, have you ever tried the coffee with bananas? Because I thought if you about to brew the coffee, like you probably have a drip machine, uh, and you can just, uh, you probably have banana chips. You can have some banana chips. Uh, mix. You can mix them, actually, with the coffee you have. And uh, put I mean, them in the drip machine. Chips? Yeah, and put them into the drip machine if you have it and see what happens. Wow, that would like f up my machine. No, no, uh, no, <laughs> no because they're a filter. They stay in the filter. I mean, your machine would what? just be fine. Yeah, but then I would but look you, in I'm the filter. Sure. Then I would look in the filter and think, like, what the hell is in my filter? Because I would forget that I put it in there. Because I'd go off and do something else and come back and it'd be like these look like slugs laying in my filter. Yeah, but they're single servant, so you just throw it away and take another one. I mean, if you don't like the coffee or eat the banana chips. I'm just interested, well, you know, interested these, what, what would be a result. Maybe I'll try it well, this afternoon. No, sometimes myself. I have I have actually put um, like I have I have like a drip machine, and it makes you know four or five cups, and then 
I'll yeah, put my coffee in there. Right. Like right now, I think our cover shot is, is the Costa Rica coffee that's on the cover shot. But I have also added to the coffee a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon, and then that gives it a little bit of a spicy flavor when it's in the, in the coffee. And then I like to put a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it and eat it with a spoon. So like to me, hot coffee with vanilla ice cream is like paradise. Wait a second. You you say that you drink a coffee with uh, some kind of red chili sauce for breakfast? No, not chili sauce. I'm saying if I make the coffee, I, the coffee's in a filter. So the type that's on the cover shot is from Costa Rica. So I didn't do it today, but yesterday I made some coffee and I sprinkled into the coffee filter area um, something from Trader Joe's. It's a mix of cinnamon pumpkin spice and nutmeg so i just shook a couple just shaking like some cinnamon into the coffee filter area so when it made the coffee the coffee had a little bit of a spicy but not like hot sauce but like cinnamon Yeah, I'm thinking having breakfast. I have this coffee and uh, I, I have this image of red chili sauce in front of me. What can I go? What can I eat it with? Probably some eggs. Oh, oh. Okay. No, that's no, nice. So I have some eggs and chili sauce and coffee, right? Yeah. And now the Aztecs, the Aztecs, they put chili into their hot chocolate. Like, I love the Aztecs. They also were. They built these like ziggurat pyramids and sacrificed virgins up at the top. I love up at the top of them. I When I was a little girl, I would go to my grandfather's house and look at his National Geographic magazines. And my idea of <laughs> relationships was formed by National Geographic. Very, very strong, muscular men carrying women up pyramids and doing something at the top of the pyramid. But but I had I had also heard that that the Aztecs uh, used that when they make their co cocoa or coffee or that they also ground some red chili in it. Tell me more about how they sacrificed uh, chocolate on, on the top of the pyramid. <laughs> no, they sacrificed virgins. Wait a second. Okay, so I'm reading it. I just want to back this up. So the coffee that's on our cover shot is Costa Rica dark roast ground, Arabica coffee, tasting notes, sparkling, tangy, citrusy, and then they got some butterflies flying around. So that is what I made this morning. And then I put a scoop of vanilla ice cream that had some big chocolate chips in it and a little bit of mint. And this says that one of the single greatest areas of coffee production is in Costa Rica. It has the unique combination of climate elevation and it is, has excellent coffee, uh, bold and bright. That's Costa Rica. Do they, do they happen to have bananas? In oh, they got everything Costa in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, they got they got. Oh, girls they, they can mix they coffee with bananas every day if they wish to. And they have girls walking around wearing no tops. They're just wearing skirts. Well, you know, the, the artist... Oh, golly, I know you know this stuff. You know, Van Gogh had a friend, Paul Gauguin. And Paul Gauguin got tired of all the women in Paris, so he decided, well, let me go to the islands. So he went to the islands and he did a lot of paintings of island women. And they're very beautiful uh, women with darker skin and they were wearing skirts, but no tops. So it was like boob paradise. Well, I, I'm thinking what would Naomi Wolf would say about that? Because that sounds um, like mis misogyny kind of thing. And um, <laughs> Naomi Wolf is a feminist. Uh, she wrote lots of books on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I thought Naomi Judd was one of the Winona and why, why uh, Naomi were the Judds. They were like, they're like singers. But but you know I mean I just think that that uh, men are men. They they're just being men. They they like the Paul Gauguin could travel and he liked to paint and 
maybe Paris was cold, so he said, let's go to the islands. So he just went there and just, just found out that, that yeah, they have coffee and bananas and girls that have a different culture where they were just like, maybe like not wear a shirt. Or maybe they took their shirt off. I'm not sure. You, I'm not you, sure. Do, do, you, do you believe men and women are equal? Why or why not? Equal? Yeah. Because you sound very uh, progressive. Yeah, this is Dallas. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that they have equal capacities for joy. I think they have equal capacities for work. They have equal capacities for uh, being happy in marriage or in relationships. They have equal potential for that. But, you know, specifically in society, you know, society, which in some areas have been controlled by men, have a... Have, uh, you know, favored men, but you know, there's, I mean, I, I like men, there's Frank Lloyd Wright, and there's like John Stuart Mill, and I like Thomas Jefferson, and like men aren't the worst things in the world. There's plenty of awful women. Remember that, I read that book when I was very young, I don't know how I came across it, men are from Mars and women are from, from Venus. Venus. Yeah, that was very popular. But then I read a quote uh, a year ago, I think, uh, said that men are from Earth and women are from Earth, so deal with it. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's uh, more of a truth. And I thought, men are like keys and women are like locks, a lock that can blah, blah, blah. And I completely no, lost. No, what did you say yesterday? Uh, women are like a piano. You have to know how to play it well, and you're not so good at a piano. Oh, yeah, Maybe that the image. Because I, I, we were talking about the instrument, and I thought that women... The piano, actually, is more like a woman. You have to be very gentle at, at the lock. For instance, if you deal with the door, you have to love it. You can't open the door. You have this lock. and you, Because I just it takes me back on what I started. Men are like keys and women are like locks. So you have to love the piano or you have to love the door in order to open it. Because, uh, yeah, you follow me? Because I, I, I think it. I'm kind of... I'm, no, 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 that's good. That's actually good. And and I think that, me, you know, like women like... I'm, it's a blunt, blunt, what's the word? Blunt? Um, that's the word? Blunt? When someone's talking, when someone's yeah, talking about... What's that called? No, you're, blunt, be, you're being blunt. very direct. And I, and I think that, you know, a lot of people have to learn how to be with another person, whether you're a partner or a friend or uh, a lover or a colleague. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, you don't start like putting, don't do anything in my ears. Like, I don't want your fingers in my ear. I don't want you like biting my ear. Like, don't put anything in my ear, you know, just leave my ears yeah. alone. Or like some people think like so sexy, like the guy is whispering into his ear. I just want like, well, I don't want a guy whispering. I want him just to like talk. Like, you know, different people are different. And like some people like to give a back massage and some people like to hold hands. And, you know, like just like with the piano, there are some people that play at the piano like boogie woogie or they'll play like classical or there's people that will play very sensual and some people like to uh, improvise. So I, I think the idea of our bodies are like instruments is 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 good. I think that's a good image. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I said, what? You're laughing. No, I can't stop <laughs> comparing who women and men. Like women are gold and men are iron, or women are yes. made and men are men are made and women are born. All that stuff, you yes. know. Because, yeah, well, uh, you know the thing. The thing is, the thing is. Uh, the idea of an iron man, like that's very attractive. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a professor. I have a bank account. I, I can put gas in my own car. Like I'm, I'm an accomplished person. But I still like a man to open the door, and I still like a man to like order dinner. And it doesn't mean that I'm less of a woman. It doesn't mean that I'm glorifying him as you know. It's just like you know. I mean, I, I just know in Dallas, I was. I'm going to a library or going into the post office and I was at the door and I just held the door open and there was a young woman who was maybe 25 years old or something like that. I said, well, hello, we have door service today. She goes, I can open my own damn door. Like, and then I saw 
as she walked through the door so angry that she had like kind of like lesbian rainbow color t-shirt on. I thought, okay, then like, you know, I kept thinking like life is long and you need to choose your battles, but she was somehow angry that I was holding the door open for her. She goes, I can open my own damn door. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, why, why you gotta be so angry? Like I'm just holding the, just holding the door open. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I wasn't even doing anything, but a lot of people are very frustrated. And I think the pandemic frustrated a lot of us and, and we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, but you know, people are starting to go to bars and clubs and art museums and funerals and weddings. And, you know, they're kind of learning how to be together again, because we've, we've, some of us have been working from home and some of us are like back in the office and, I mean, some of our friends changed during the pandemic, like people that we thought that were our friends. It's like, wow, they're not our friends. Like, they're crazy. So I think well, people are learning. Huh? Well, we're on it. Well, we're on it. Since we're comparing women and men with stuff, would you compare the coffee and bananas? I mean, which one would you choose for men and which for women? Well, I guess just without thinking about it, I would say women are soft and and men are bold and strong. Like I like I like coffee. I like strong coffee. But I'm going to put cream in it and whiskey. <laughs> I'll put put cream and whiskey. So in women <laughs> women are coffee and men are bananas. From what you say. No no no. I said I can deduce without, that. No, what I said was I would think without thinking about it that women are soft like a banana and that a man would be strong like coffee and I would like a man to be strong. Yeah, but, a banana. Yeah. Yeah, and I would hey, say that like I would, but I'm gonna add whiskey into the coffee and also yeah, some I cream. Like that. But there is only there are only two options, banana and coffee, no whiskey, no sour cream. Yeah. How does that make you feel? You're gonna get we're gonna get whiskey in your coffee. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, there's another expression yeah. that's called going bananas. Like there's a, a the the show that was rather popular called it had Steve Carell in it, uh, The Office, and uh, lots and lots of episodes. And there was a woman who always was saying, "Like, let's go bananas, B A N N bananas, bananas." And like she was always talking about going bananas meant going crazy. So the expression "Let's go bananas," it, have you ever heard that? Let's go bananas. Yeah, I read that before. Well, I don't know the say? origin. Going bananas to go crazy. Well, that brings us back to patroma therapy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you feel sad? Where, where everyone's a little bit crazy and everyone's a little bit sane and everyone's a little bit bananas and everyone's a little bit coffee but you know there's people that like tea you know we welcome them we like there's people that drink rum there's people that drink gin and tonic um you know it's all good in the patroma therapy hood. yeah we ended it like a funeral is it a funeral? Well, after the funeral, you go to the wake and everybody drinks and celebrates the life of the person. <laughs> I think that's what they do in Ireland. Uh -uh. I mean, I've never been to an Irish funeral. I do like Irish coffee with whiskey in it, but I've heard that in Irlanda, Ireland, a traditional Ir Irish funeral would be you go do this ceremony in the church and all that and then afterwards you go to a bar or a pub or someone's house and there's a lot of drinking and eating and people telling stories about the person that passed away and like there's a famous uh novel by james joyce it's called finnegan's wake w-a-k-e and he also wrote ulysses and he also wrote portrait of the artist as a young man so after the funeral comes the wake W-A-K-E. Mm. You're, you're still uh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> you're sad and your stomach is bubbling no, up. I'm, I'm, a banana. I just know this expression, this expression, like that's your funeral. I mean, if you want to do something and somebody disagree. Uh, that's said, your like, funeral. Yeah, yeah, you can go your way. It's your funeral. 
And nobody That's says that it's your wedding. For instance, if they happy for you and win approval, they, they could have said, like, it's your wedding, man, go ahead. A way to go. No, nobody says that. So they usually say, that's it, you're, you know. You're right. Well, you know, the same thing, that's why they don't say it. No, the other thing is that, like, it's, I think it's very popular in many cultures to have a bachelor's party, which means it's your last yeah, night no, of freedom. Yes. freedom. Mm -hmm. And I remember this, uh, this young couple was getting married, and the fellow... Uh, went off with his buddies and they rented like a cabin in upstate New York and they brought a lot of cigars and a lot of whiskey and a lot of, I don't know, stories and stuff. And th these were all, you know, guys that had money. Some of them were married, some of them weren't, but they, it's like the bachelor party for getting away for the last final hurrah. And you would think that like, <laughs> This other person I know, he said the bachelor party, he was so dang drunk that he could, it was, was hung over for the wedding. <laughs> and his, the wife was angry at him because he, he was hung over for the wedding. Like the, the wife wanted him to be like all happy and cheerful, but he was kind of like barely able to do his vows and everything because they had had such a such an insane bachelor party but now they have bachelorette parties in dallas where the girls go out and they're wild like i always knew there was bachelor parties the guy goes off and with his buddies and they go drinking and they take him out to a strip club or something but now it's equal rights and women women are having bachelorette parties they'll rent like a hummer suv and they'll get all dressed up and they'll look fabulous and they'll go out and like carouse around bars like these women are wild. Do they do that in your city? I mean, there are crazy women everywhere, all over the world. But, uh, yeah, the, the world went to the dogs, I think. Hey, listen, I don't want to be uh, rude or something, but uh, since bananas don't bulk with mineral water these days, I think we're about to wrap it up because I apologize, really. But, uh, uh, okay, you're not afraid or you're not offended? Now stop it, just a second. I have to, I have to know, before I leave, I... I must know that before you leave, I must know that you left his friend. You leave his friend. And yes. I, Mahatma we're, Gandhi we're... said, British must leave, but they must leave his friends. I like that. Yes. Because so, no, you might it's... get offended and say, oh, this fucker. No, he, no, uh, no, I, no. No, it's great. I enjoyed talking. And also, I feel sorry for your stomach. And also, I'm yeah. going to make, I, I mean, I have bourbon. I have coffee. I have chicken. I have ice cream. Like, I'm completely happy. And I have recorded it an episode of patrona therapy with my co-therapist and you know father's day weekend is coming up and you know it's it's all good no i'm, I'm thank I'm you. Very happy. you you have a happy father's day and you stay safe and you can ring the bell now thank you <laughs>